God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. Recently at my home church, uh, on Sunday morning, I saw a dad and his son. The, the son is uh, maybe five years old, and he is a spitting image of his dad, as they say. I mean, he's just like his dad in miniature. Uh, it really is, it is, it's fun to watch. Many times you see such a pair, a dad and a, a son, or a mom and a daughter, or what, what have you, and you think, I know who he belongs to. It's obvious. You look at this kid, you know exactly who he belongs to. You know exactly who his parents are. And there are a number of reasons for that. It may be something visual. They may look like their parents, or it may be something uh, you know, in their speech or their personality, but you, you think, wow, I know, I know who they belong to. Now, the same should be true of you and me. If we belong to the, to the Lord, it should be obvious. It should be something where we're pointing people to the peace and to the guidance that God gives. We belong to the Lord. In John 16, Jesus speaks of himself. He speaks of the Holy Spirit of God. He's called the Comforter. He's called the Spirit of Truth. And he talks of God the Father. And one thing you find in John 15 and 16, for instance, is the three-in-one nature of the Lord. Um, that we're to, that they are they're three in one. Now, can I explain that? No, I, I don't know that I can. We're, we're talking about an infinite God. And uh, things that may be true of God could not be true of anyone else. I can be here or I can be there, but I can't be both at the same time. That is not true of God. God can be here and God can be there. God can be now and God can be in the future all at the same time because He is God and I am not. So when it comes to the Trinity, uh, do I understand how this all works? No, any more than I can understand everything about God, an infinite God. I cannot figure Him out. But as I've often said, I, I, can, I can comprehend what I need to comprehend because uh, you cannot comprehend an infinite God with anything less than faith. So in John 16, verse 33, Jesus ends this passage by saying, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So I'm either living in Christ or I'm living in the world. Now, all of us are in the world, obviously. But is the world in us? Is Christ in us and are we abiding in Him? You see, the the essence of the Christian life is Christ's life. Christ's life is the essence of the Christian life. You find that to be true when it comes to the matter of persecution. In chapter 15, verse 21, Jesus says, But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. So Jesus is talking about the hatred the followers of Jesus are to endure. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. And the servant is not greater than his Lord. So persecution. Now, no one wants persecution. I don't think we ought to seek persecution. I don't think we need to seek persecution. I think we need to seek Jesus Christ. But it may well be that at times that is going to bring to us opposition, trouble, uh, that we would not otherwise have. And that's okay, because the very essence of the Christian life is Christ's life. You see that in the persecution. You see that when it comes to the matter of prayer. In uh, both John uh, uh, 15, 7 and John uh, 15, uh, 16, 
Jesus indicates that prayer is a matter of um, getting answers from God because of the Son. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Uh, again, in John 16, verse 24, Jesus says, Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. First uh, John talks about the things that were written, that our joy might be full. So prayer, I don't, I don't receive opposition because I, I'm so incorrigible. I receive opposition because I'm doing the right thing. And Jesus is worthy to be followed. When I have my prayers answered, I don't have my prayers answered because I'm a great person. I answer, my prayers are answered because I'm in Christ. And so I, I, I can ask in his name when it is something that he wishes to, to grant. And so I pray to the Father in Jesus' name when I know that is the case, when I know that I'm asking for something that, that Jesus would want. Now, do I always know that? No. Uh, and I can't think of a quicker way to know if my prayers are on target or not, then to j just do that, just to pray, to look to Christ and not to myself, to look to God and not to myself. So prayer is a function of the life of Christ. Peace, ultimately, is a, is a function of Christ's life and what he affords. Uh, again, in verse 33, he says, These things have I, uh, I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace, in the world ye shall have tribulation. Well, Jesus, is, Jesus has overcome the world. So persecution comes because of Christ. Prayer is answered because of Christ. Peace comes because of Christ. Just as Jesus is one with the Father and sent the Holy Spirit, just as there are three in one, so we, are, or similarly, we should abide in Christ. We should find our life, our guidance, our answers, our peace in Jesus Christ, because Christ's life is the essence of the Christian life. 